Where's Wilson? Wilson, where are you? Wilson! 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 Get ready! Woo! We are tour and we're doing it better than anybody else alive! This is the Cutline Podcast with your host, Michael Cavalunis. Championship marks the beginning of the end of the 2022 golf season. That's right, the Tour Championship is right around the corner. It's quickly closing in, end of August. And just like the PGA Tour never resting, the cut line never rests. And this week's breakdown of the window, window, Wyndham, is sure going to bring the ruckus. But before that, I want to give a shout out to my man, T to Green on Twitter. Things will get better, bro. Things will get better. You'll get there. And, of course, I want to give a shout-out to Canada. Hello, Australia. Hello, USA. Hello, UK. We got last weekend over with. Over with. The Rocket Mortgage Classic is over. Did we fade Taylor Pendrith? Yes, we did. And I don't feel bad about it. Because guess what? He sucked on Sunday. And that's all right. But still, hell of a a shot for him. We talked about Finau. So it looked good. But... We're here to turn our eyes to the Wyndham Championship. And we are finally anticipating an interesting cut line. Now, if you're new to the show... What the hell are you? What the hell took you so long? If you're a returning listener... I love you, man. I love you too, bud. I love you, dude. I love you, bro, Montana. I love you, Holmes. I love you, Brosoph Goebbels. I love you, Machacha. I love you, Tico Brohe. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's uh, continue here. Love you, bro. Love you. Jay Peak, love you, man. Keep shooting straight. Get that putting down. Get that putting down. Tommy. Better times ahead. Uh, let's see. Welcome to the cut line. I'm Mike Cavalunas at Lunas on Twitter. L-I-U-N-A-S. The Wyndham Championship is here. And with a little research, some hot sauce, I know we're going to have a plenty of wieners and winners this weekend. But you know what? Quick little bit of news for you guys. Fanshare Sports. I love being a part of Fanshare Sports. I learned so much being there. And some new opportunities have arisen, and I'm going to take advantage of those opportunities. And Fanshare Sports and I are parting ways at the end of this tour season. I do wish them the best, and whoever does replace me at Fanshare is going to do an amazing job. 
and I'm most definitely going to be training them. So those of you that are loyal fan share sports individuals, make sure you stick with them. Like they're a great group of guys. They work hard. Some of the best content out there. So make sure you guys take advantage of that. But you know, it's, it's, it's something that's part of this business, I guess. Right. And we got to move forward and do what's best for everyone in this situation. And uh, we're moving on. So onto the window, we're going to bring a, we're going to bring you in-depth DraftKings analysis of the Wyndham Championship at Sedgefield Country Club. And I'm going to do the best I can. Oh, and remember, next Friday is Hawaiian Shirt Day. So, you know, if you want to, go ahead and uh, wear a Hawaiian shirt and jeans. To give you the best opportunity to cash on Sunday. I'll be sure to bring in timely wax, greenside sand traps, and a putt that might drop in through the back door. Matt Damon! Of course, the goal of the cut line is to make sure that not only your turnip line, tournament lineup is in the green, but so is your bankroll. We're going to give you the plays that are smashing and cashing week in and week out. And the goal is for you to be in the wieners circle. Number one in tournaments, number one in daily fantasy sports, number one in the cut line's heart. Matt Damon! We're going to take you there. Now, a little bit about Sedgefield Country Club, and you can find that at the course report on cutlinegolf.com. So, easy to find it, cutlinegolf.com. Go to the course report, and you get what we're talking about. In addition to that, go to the Vegas and DFS. You can get our Vegas DFS models to make your best best and best plays for the weekend. Narrative this week is simply figure out who's in and who's out for the FedEx Cup playoffs. Of course, there are plenty of players on that bubble. Again, it's just a narrative it really hasn't come to fruition in years past. I don't see it coming to shake out this year. An aspect that Mike overlooked is how a golfers played in this area, or they grew up here around the Sedgefield area. It's simple. Hit your fairways, make your putts, score low. Even Sneds has shot a 59 here. Long story short, this is an easy course. One of the easiest courses on the PGA Tour rotation. So if you hated last weekend, then you're going to really love this one, right? It's very easy. The driver isn't required at all, and the players will have to manage a fair share of blind tee shots. Further evidence is how the players disregard the driver at Sedgefield is noted in Stenson's win in 2017, where he did not use his driver in any round. Hear that? Stenson didn't use the driver in any round. So those of you considering driving distance, yeah, I get it. You hit the ball further with every club, but come on, seriously. It's a position golf course. You need to calculate your angles of attack based on pin. And, of course, your approach and ball strikers should thrive. Here, wedge players salivate. How important that 125 yards and closer help promote stronger play. Playing a read that this course is a par 70, but don't worry. The scores will hit very low. The winners will have scored minus 21 since 2016. The exception last year was the exception. Now, while putting isn't something that I often wait, I would recommend looking at strong Bermuda putters, which is something I'm Definitely going to be doing this weekend. And a little quick nugget for you guys. New to the Wyndham Championship, Webb Simpson named his daughter after this event. And ironically enough, he's not getting the love that I think he should. Seriously. Don Ross designed Bermuda grass green, 6,500 square feet. Smaller than average. We got an average 12 on the stint meter. 7,131 yards. 13 water hazards and four bunkers coming to play. Driving accuracy will come into play here. So you do need to hit fairways because if you're missing fairways, hitting out of that thick Bermuda rough makes it impossible to get any spin on these balls. Last season, Sedgefield ranked in the bottom five in terms of strokes gain difficulty. Um, strong putting is necessary and people are going to score here. Last year's minus 15, an anomaly. I don't think that happens again. 
Look at the weather forecast moving forward. We're looking, of course, here in beautiful Sedgefield Country Club. Weather for Thursday, no wind. Maximum gusts come at around after 5. Friday, you get some big gusts coming and starting at 11. It's just like wind gusts, but your highest your wind's going to get is 9 miles per hour at 2 a.m. Might come into factor, so keep an eye on that, uh, on that weather up to Wednesday night when you're building your lineups. Because on Friday, you could get that a.m., p.m., advantage so make sure you guys take advantage of that approach shot this uh, distribution most of these shots come that 150 to 175 yard range the secondary range is that 125 to 150 and of course the 175 to 200 based on those par fours past was winners kisner herman jt poston sneds and stenson and then of course key stats i'm looking at ball striking approach fairways gain scoring birdies are better in greens regulation similar courses Harbortown, tight fairways, a little bit different here, but still I like the uh, approach style play. So look for Harbortown success. Quail Hollow, East Lake, TPC Twin Cities, which we just saw, and TPC Southwind. But the question is, who am I going to be playing this weekend? These two putts from victory. Only needs one. Ooh, got a member's bounce there, boys. That's birdie all day long. So this week at the Wyndham, we are interested in how this tournament's going to play out. Long story short, I spent a lot of time diving into how I want to attack this slate and not going into stars and scrubs angle. That's not what we're doing. But we are starting this segment, the Birdie Your Better segment, with the guys in decent recent form and good at Bermuda putting and have had a high average of finishes. So we're basically looking from the Rocket Mortgage Classic up through the RBC Canadian Open. So that's what we're looking at. We are not, by the way, not counting the Barbasol. I, I know people like counting that, but we're not counting that. So people are like, well, you made more cuts or less cuts, whatever the case may be. We're not counting that, but we are counting the Open Championship. So looking at guys I like, and we're simply looking at cuts. So we looked at three or four cuts. Three of three cuts, four of six cuts was the most we we went with like multiple cuts. Oh, we went with five of seven because I was looking at Matt Wallace too. But we also looked at average place in these tournaments. And I know it's all different. I know they're all different courses. I get that. But this is kind of how we laid out the player pool. Because you could go back to Harbortown. And you could try to identify who played well. Um, And I... I don't think that's a selling point, even though I, I do think it's a correlating course. But there are some really good, strong connections here. You guys like Corey Connors, Mark Hubbard, Tyler, let's see. You got like Matt Naismith, Tyler Duncan. Go back to Adams Fenson is going to be popular. HB3 finished third at the RBC Heritage. JT Poston finished tied for third at the RBC Heritage. Adam Long, Brian Harmon. You know, the list goes on and on, Brennan Todd. So, but we're going to look here specifically at some of my favorite plays in this range based on that criteria. And, and number one, I, at 9,600, I think he, he's probably going to make my foreplay. And that's Corey Connors. Connors coming in at only about 15, 16%. I thought it'd be higher. And I think that the fact that, you know, he finished 28th at the Open Championship, didn't do nothing, you know, recently. You look at his recent form here, he doesn't have any top 10 finishes. 22nd in 2019 is his best in the last five years. But he's the best ball striker in the field. He's the best 
probably you know one of the best top five T to green, one of the best par three scorers. He could damn well score with the best of them. He's in the top ten of that in 2022. So I think he's a viable play. But the key for me is that he ranks in the top 25 in Bermuda putting long term in my putting model. Zal Torres, same way. 29th in my putting model. Hubbard, he ranks 18th in my putting model, and he's a sleeper at 7,900. He ranks 93rd in my overall stat model. So you've got to kind of break down these slates as we get further into this season a little bit differently because a lot of people are going to look at the normal general overall model stats, right? And they're just going to play these guys. They're going to play guys that pop in their models and it's going to elevate ownership or they're going to play the guys that everyone's talking about. Okay, I can tell you right now that if JT Poston and his ownership stays elevated to some 20%, 25%, I'm not going to touch him. I get it that he's won here before. I know that. I know how well he did at the RBC Heritage. I saw that too. I understand that. But I can't do it. I can't do 8,200 chalk JT Poston when there's other plays. When there's other plays in that range. So let's go up to that 10K range. Let's dissect it now and, and kind of break it down. We're looking at guys like Willie Z, who I'm surprised is probably overprojected in terms of ownership right now. I'm probably overprojecting him, unfortunately. Um, 18%. I think it's a little high. It's probably going to come in a little bit lower than that. And most of the love is going to go to Shane Lowry and Sunjay M. And, and, and arguably Russell Henley up in that 9,800 range. But beyond that, like why wouldn't you take pieces of Will Zalatoris? Why? Because it's not a major. You don't think you can win? I think that's BS. Webb Simpson is getting surprisingly low love here at his favorite course on the PGA Tour. A guy, I know course history doesn't matter huge here, but seven, third, second, second, third. And you look at recent form, I get it. 69th, miscut, miscut, 13th at the Travelers, miscut. So he's in brutal form. Two of five in terms of his last five tournaments. But the ones that he did make the cut, like we're looking at average place at 36th, right? That counts for something. This season, you know, ups and downs for, for Webb. But he hasn't played in enough tournaments to actually consider these stats viable. 27th in birdie average, 16th in par fours. You know, he's 33rd on approach, 36th in ball striking. He's typically better than that. I still like Webb Simpson as a leverage player. 7.42%. If you're doing some MME playing, you can afford $10,700 Webb Simpson. You can crush the field if he gets a top five finish. And you get the winner somewhere else. Absolutely can crush the field. We all know Shane Lowry's going to be talked up like crazy. Like, he's having a hell of a season. I think if Scotty Scheffler weren't doing as well as he was, um, maybe a win more or two for Lowry. Um, I don't know. Cam Smith's pretty good, too. But he'd be in the talks, I guess, for PGA Player of the Year. Then Sung JM, you knew he was going to get a lot of love this week. You, you just knew it. he was. He gets a love at the Wyndham every year. Uh, <clears throat> 24th, 9th, 6th. Second at the 3M Open after, you know, just spitballing that iron. Hitting greens like crazy. Solid with the driver, can can putt, can score, you know, and, and that kind of solidifies that position. But then you go to, like, Billy Horschel, 11.3%. Who wants to spend $10,300 for Billy Horschel? I do. I do. Guy can putt on Bermuda and guy pops in my model. Top 10. Like, the, this is what I'm talking about. If you can find the edge here, like in my player pool model, he ranks fourth. Fourth in my aggregate, like, player power rankings. 
It's Lowry, Sungjae, Corey Connors, Billy Horschel. Now, obviously, you go Sungjae, Corey Connors. If you go Connors, if you go Horschel, that's a big-time Stars and Scrubs lineup. You better know your shit down in that low 7, high 6K range. It ain't... it. If you're going to go that route, there's risk. Don't get me wrong. But I think if there's any course you want to take that risk, it's here. Because think about it. Scores course. Look for your putters. Look for your scores. Take advantage. DK pricing. It's arbitrary, bro. It's arbitrary. Don't matter. So let's go down in the 9K range. Russell Henley. Jesus. That ownership. 25%. No. Can't do it. Siwoo Kim. 25%. Can't do it. I know he's top of the 8,000 range, but still. So Terrell Hatton, I think he's kind of like one of your riskier players. He is coming in with low ownership, but there are aspects of his game that I, that, that I love. He can putt on Bermuda. He can score with the best of them. But we haven't seen him since the Open Championship, 11th and 24th at the Genesis. Before that, wasn't looking too good. U.S. Open, 56, missed the cut at the RBC Canada. 13th to the PGA Championship. Is he falling into the boat of where he's someone that you just play at majors? Hell no. Guy got top 30 at RBC Heritage. So Terrell Hatton is someone I'm totally going to consider. I think he's a little bit higher of a risk. Adam Scott, a lot of people are going to go back to based on what they saw last weekend. I'm not in love with that. I never fall in love with Adam Scott's putting ability. It's always just so hit or miss. Um, the second place finish last year in 2021 is going to drive his ownership up a little bit higher. I doubt it gets to 2% or 2 double digit, but it could. I mean, 14th U.S. Open, 15th the Open Championship last week in 37th. So there's some viable rationale as to why you should play Adam Scott. I'd rather go to Varner, HV3, who's coming in a shade lower in terms of ownership percentage. And another guy who's done well at the RBC Heritage, a guy who can putt here on Bermuda. Uh, but Denny McCarthy, he's kind of like one of those sleepers along with, uh, that's about it. <laughs> Sorry. That's about it in this AK range. But Denny McCarthy, I think he's a sleeper here. He's not popping anyone's models surprisingly coming in highly owned though. So people are getting sharp on Denny McCarthy. They've seen his finishes four straight finishes in the top 36, 15th, 9th, 22nd and 36th. Coming off a missed cut at the Rocket Mortgage Classic. So I'm surprised, though, he's getting the ownership that he's getting. And a lot of people are talking about him. So Siwoo Kim, you're getting 25% ownership. No, thank you. I'd rather go back to last year's winner, Kevin Kisner. People win back-to-back tournaments, believe it or not. Kevin Kisner's won here last year. He can do it again. Absolutely crushes it. Crushes it on this style courses. But Ju Young Kim, people are going back to him. Nope. Not going to do it. Taylor Pendrith. Nope. Not going to do it. Bezudenhut. Bez. Love him on Bermuda. He smashes on Bermuda. Not going to pop in your models. Going to get leverage there and low ownership. Played here before. Not that course history is massively purposeful. But still, the second place finish at the JDC helps. I like seeing that. And then, uh, you know, you've seen that top 20 upside. Not sure if I go Bez in like a single entry. But still, low ownership on Bez. And then I already talked about my kind of hate for Poston, and I'd rather just go down to Aaron Wise. Aaron Wise, at the beginning of the year, everyone loved him. And when they loved him as chalk, I faded him. And now, going back to Aaron Wise, his stats are impeccable. Like, looking at just 2022, okay? This year alone, 17th off the tee, 6th in the field in strokes gained tee to green, 4th on approach, 17th in greens and regulation, 16th in bogey average, 15th in bogey avoidance, 
second on par threes, 15th on par fives, 16th on par fours, ninth in birdie average. He's turned a corner, people. The 25-year-old has turned a corner. I know that he's won once on tour already. He's got the morning draw coming up at 8,100. I'm taking him. Probably going to be a four-play with Corey Connors. Probably going to be a four-play with Corey Connors. Get that out to you guys tomorrow. Davis Riley, Justin Rose. Coin flips there. I'd rather go Jay Rose here. But we're going to go down to the 7K range. Mark Hubbard, Stats Allings, they all interest me here in this point. Again, we're looking at guys who can putt on this kind of this Bermuda putting surface. Um, the interesting thing about Hubbard is that he does not pop in my model. He's like 93rd in my overall stat model, 63rd in my aggregate model. So those are all concerning. Scott Stallings is a guy I want to go back to. And I'm only doing it because, like, actually, Kirshner pointed out some things last week about him that I kind of fell in love with. And granted, like, top 10 finish at the Rocket Mortgage Classic, right? And everyone's looking at the three missed cuts here. But the guy can put on Bermuda. The guy can score. He's putting driving away. Let's hope he hits fairways and can keep the momentum going. I I don't think people are going to roster him. But 8th, 4th, 10th in his last three tournaments that I'm counting. And he's figured something out off the tee. I'm going to play that hot driver, even though he's probably going to be putting it away this weekend. Scott Stallings is absolutely in play. I would most definitely take advantage of that because people are sleeping on him when they look at the fact of course history. People are sleeping on him right now. He should be well above 12%. We'll see what we get to at Fanshare. I'm sure it'll get higher. Adam Long, Vegas and Streelman. You're not really getting any leverage with Adam Long. He's going to go 12 to 15%. Vegas and Streelman, though, single-digit ownership. So you will get some leverage there. Again, we're looking at putters in terms of Bermuda Bermuda putters. Overall stat model, those guys don't necessarily pop. I don't love playing Streelman because I just think strokes gain old comes into play. But we did see a seventh-place finish here in 2021. It just talks about the, like, the ease of this course. Going that lower 7K range, you got guys like Brendan Todd. I like him. I like JJ Spawn, Harris English, Stuart Stink, Joel Dahman, Stuart Stink, Mac Hughes and Putnam, and then Vince Whaley down in the 7K range. Like, I think he's a honey of a play. 17th last week at the Rocket Mortgage, 43rd at the JDC before that, missed the cut at the Travelers. But the guy can putt on Bermuda like crazy. If he hits fairways, Dials in on approach, the guy could dominate this weekend. So make sure you take advantage of that. Wallace and Putnam kind of worry me in terms of those like decent putters, but they're really not putt- uh, popping in your models. And you're really not going to have to worry about ownership here. Like we talked about Brandon Todd, he's coming in at 4%. Talked about JJ Spawn, 2%. Harris English, 1%, 2%. Stuart Sink, 1%. Joel Dahman, 1% currently on Fanshare. So these are guys that I really like. Uh, just a point of reference, Lee Aldrich loves Harris English in his CSR. Has him at 17th. Has Stewart at 24th. Joel at 46th. And then uh, Mac Hughes at 36th. So Lee getting it out there with the CSR, man. Um, looking at this Joel Dahman further, because I really do like him. He might end up in the foreplay as well. Got to dive deep a little bit more. The one thing that holds me back is... His recent form with the driver, it's been a little cold. So hopefully he can hit fairways by dialing in with shorter shorter clubs. He could score when he wants to. 
Miscut, 53rd and 42nd. Coming in in terrible form. Two miscuts. Followed that up with a 69th of the Travelers and a 10th place finish at the U.S. Open. So, be interesting to see what happens here with Joel Dahman in this range. I, I mean, the ownership is just ridiculously low. Looking down at the 6K range, Chesson Hadley, Sam Ryder are the plays that I'm going to stick with down here. I don't really want to get lower than that. Like, I, do I want to play Kevin Chappell? Not really. But the price is maybe too good to be true. 6400 that's pretty low. But what am I hoping for? I'm hoping that he turns it around and stops missing cuts. I, I'm not looking for dart throws here and hoping for the best. I really want to break this down. Charlie Hoffman at 6900 it's too much. Too much for a guy who just finished 10th and hasn't finished in the top 10 all season. So you think he's all of a sudden going to go back-to-back top 10s? No, not going to do it. Satoshi Kodaira, is that someone we want to roster? Doubt it. Lucas Glover, I've been burned enough by the glove. 6,700. Might go back to him in the MME contest, depending on what strategy I'm going to go with my builds. Sam Ryder, though, one thing I do like about him, the guy can score, the guy can putt. 39th in my putting model, 60th in my scoring model. So he's most definitely an option. Other guys in that 6K range that always fit that bill, Sepp Straka, good luck with that. That's always risky, high risk. Doc Redman is a good putter on Bermuda, just a terrible scorer. So that's another high-risk play. But if you are want to follow that concept of good putter, good scorer mentality, he doesn't fit both. But, hey, that's okay. Robert Streb most definitely fits both. 34th in my putting model, 53rd. So he's in the upper half of my scoring model. Again, now you're talking about Robert Streb, 6,600. How much do you really expect from a guy who's missed the cut? Every year here, except for 2017. It's Strap, right? But, course history, not as relevant, but maybe it is here for Rob Strap. Other than that, though, that's a 6K, man. That's it. Let's take it home. Let's go. Oh, you men are all alike. Seven or eight quick ones, and you're off with the boys to boast and brag. You better keep your mouth shut. Oh, I think I love him. That's it. It's over. It's all over. That is the breakdown of the Wyndham Championship. Join us next week as we break down the Northern Trust at TPC South Wind. Woo! Is that next week? Yeah. Next week. We're so close, man. Two, three more tournaments, Tour Championship, Eastlake, right around the corner. All right, guys. Cash and smash. See you at the top of the leaderboard on Sunday. Peace.